All right, welcome everyone to my podcast. This is Conversations with God, where we offer encouragement and spiritual food to the everyday person. So today, I have with me three special guests. Everybody may not chime in, but I just want y'all to know who I have here with me. So I have Jessica Thomas, who y'all heard before. Hey, how are y'all doing today? Okay, Miss Living Proof. All right, I have Brenda Thomas, who's also here. Hello. <laughs> All right, and then I have Rabina Jones, who is also my mother. So y'all will be hearing from her today. Hello, how everyone is doing? I hope whatever we offer today will be able to help you on your spiritual walk and uplift. Yep. So today's topic is really, we're really going to talk about spiritual warfare. And if, uh, let's see how we can put this. If we can really describe what spiritual warfare is, it would just be battles in the spiritual realm. And I guess you can say, I don't know, spiritual, spiritual battles in the spiritual realm. I guess that's the way I put it. But my mama is the one that really talks about this. And I guess you could say an expert on it. But she has a whole notebook and her notes and everything right here. But this is just some good information for y'all to kind of take in and listen. Because we all have this battle to fight as a Christian, as a Jesus follower. Like when you are in this Christian, on this Christian walk this Christian journey, you're going to go through some trials and tribulations in this world Mm -hmm. and you have to be fully prepared, you know, to fight these battles. And the Bible says we do not fight against flesh and blood, but what? Principalities and high places. So yeah, that's something y'all can keep in mind at the forefront when y'all listen to these things and just really take it in and realize that, you know, we are really trying to help you because these are some of the things we didn't went through in our spiritual journey. And we hope that it helps you on your spiritual journey. So what we have here, what's the first thing we really want to talk about? Well, we first want to talk about there are two, there are two major kingdoms that fight against each other which is God kingdom and Satan kingdom. Yes, Satan has a kingdom. God said he is the principalities of this world. So a lot of times when you became saved, you wonder what was going on, why things weren't going the way you wanted to. And then you start thinking about, you know, God, what's, what's wrong? You believe when you became saved, that things would change and it has changed it has changed spiritually with God's being your protector and your savior but it also changed that the devil sees you as a threat you are a threat because he knows that you can tell other people about Jesus Christ and they can be converted they can leave from Satan and become saved on Jesus through Jesus Christ. And so he feels that, you know, he don't bother the ones that is not, not saved because they already working for him. He bothers the ones that are saved because he's angry with God and he want to pull 
people from God to work in his kingdom, to do his evil bidding, to do his evil work, to use you to do evil things. So in order for we to be able to fight, God has left us with his armor. In Ephesians 6, I like to start from 10 to 18. God says he has given us his armor. It tells all the armor that God has given to us. So I would like y'all to read that Ephesians 6, 10 through 18. And it talks about all God's armor that he has left us to fight with. And I'm going to tell y'all a little bit about that. And I'm going to tell y'all how I became... uh, how spiritual warfare has affected my life as uh before i became saved you know when when you're in the world you you think of you don't think of everything that you're doing and and you feel like but you know it's something different you know god be dealing with you because i have been uh brought up on the word of god as a child but a lot of times we can be around it, but church is not in us or the word. The word is there, but we haven't asked Jesus to come into our life. So I had came to a point of time in my life. I wanted to be different. I wanted something different. I know God had been dealing with me. He had been dealing with me through dreams and through visions. And a lot of times I didn't understand what I was seeing. And I was seeing things happen before they happened. I would, um, I would just feel things about what people was feeling, and I didn't understand it. And then I just, I, I asked God to to come into my life and to change me. You know, I wanted to be saved. I knew salvation was the key, but I didn't know how to go about it. You know, but it was. It was like I'm seeking and searching in my mind and I'm having battles constantly in my spiritual mind and also in my spiritual life. And everything was happening to me spiritually in the spirit is starting manifesting in the natural as later on as I became closer to God. And so I went seeking and I was seeking because I would read the Bible I would I would go to church. I uh, joined the church, and I would look for people to to help me to understand what was going on in my life. You know what was going spiritually. Yes, we read the Bible about things, and, and we didn't understand, and we feel we go to uh, spiritual leaders, you know, pastors, bishops, ministers, prophets, uh, even the wrong people. We go to uh, the wrong people for advice. And so I was. I start searching, and the more I search, the more I look. I start finding answers, and some could not even tell me. Even people that was in the Word of God could not even tell me what was going on with me. And so I, I it came to a point that I felt like only God can help me, can can help me, and can answer the questions and show me what was going on. So as I kept on with my journey, I start to uh, later down in, in my life, I start finding ministries that dealt with deliverance, dealt with deliverance that spoke on demons. I would read in the Bible about demons. A lot of times in the churches, they don't want to talk about demons. 
they're talking about, they tell you about God, they'll tell you about all the good things, but they didn't talk about demons. And I would see demons, I would see shadows, I would see things would come in my room to harass me. I would see uh, different shapes of them, I can describe them, and I was wondering, you know, what what is this? You know, what is going on? It was scare, it was scare me. I was so afraid because I didn't understand what it was. And I did not want it. I did not want it. I would pray and ask God to take take it away, take the gift away. I didn't know it was a gift until an older lady at my church said, It sounds like you have the gift of discerning of spirits. And discerning of spirits where you can... Uh, see in the spirit realm you can see good bad you can see demons angels you can see if the spirit is a uh, man you know it's it's so many things that you encounter that you don't understand so as i got closer to god i had to go back to the bible because god would every time i would I would get away from the Bible and, and try to do something, try to work, and try to uh, not pay it any attention. It would get worse. It would get worse, and it was like it wouldn't go anywhere. And I would, I would pray and constantly ask God to take it away. And he wouldn't. So I was like, okay, I have to deal with this. So I would tell my children about it, and different things would happen in the, in the home. Uh, they were bringing music, uh, certain music. I would feel different. And, you know, it could be nothing that they felt that was wrong, but it's certain music I couldn't, I couldn't listen to or that I would know if they were listening to it because spirits would bother me. I would, uh, movies, horror movies, opens doors, um, jewelry, a lot of stuff, jewelry and stuff I could not wear, um, a lot of different type of symbolic clothing I could not put on. It was just, it was so much that was happening through all of these years that I could not understand it until I started getting into the Word and I started to researching and other people was talking about the same thing. So I'm like, okay, I'm not crazy because I felt I was crazy. I was losing my mind. But I couldn't grasp uh, why this was happening to me. So I, I, I came to turn to accept it. And I said, it's not for me, but to help somebody else. So God would send people my way. And I would just start talking to them. And they would start telling me about their experience. And I would tell them, I said, oh, well, that sounds like spiritual warfare. And I would tell them, oh, you're dealing with a, 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 a demon. It'd be different types of spirits. Or uh, they would tell me days, and I would tell them, you know, scriptures. And I would tell them, we go, it's in the Bible. You know, we go to the Bible, your answer is in the Bible. And I tell them that God talks of these things, but a lot of times we get away from it. Because we're afraid. People are afraid of things they don't know and they don't understand. So instead of uh, talking to you and getting to the source or praying about it, they rather go through the wrong source. I have been to the wrong source. I have been to people that didn't know what they were talking about. All the wrong sources, people that are poem readers, people telling telling you that you're going to uh, die or have an accident. 
people uh, trying to scare you so they can get your money. But the spirit that will be in me will say, no, I'm not going to take that advice that you're giving me. Or this is the wrong uh, spirit that there's another way. And then I solely started depending on, on listening to what God was saying. And he would lead me to people people that the word was in the spirit of God was in and they would tell me a certain uh things deliverance they would tell me about things that I already had knew but it was like a confirmation of what I was experienced it was a confirmation and so I started compiling books and, and scriptures and different things that will help me and I just really start seeking God and the more I sought God, the more he would open my eyes to things, the more uh, he would show me things. He would th- show me things before they even happened. He would show me about things that I needed to change. He was really stripping me of a lot of things that I was holding on to, um, things that I wouldn't let go. You know, in order for God to use us, we have to let go things. And we have to sum, totally submit unto God. Because if we don't totally submit unto God, we can't be used the way he wants to use us. And the enemy can find a foothold into whatever that is. The enemy can find a foothold and use it to come and attack us. And so a lot of things I had to change. I had to change. I had to cut loose. And even people. A lot of people I couldn't I could not go around. And and it was I was wondering, well, God, you know, you want us to help people. But certain people, their their way of living or lifestyle or the things they do or they unbelief or different things, it will start a battle, a spiritual battle, because light and darkness has nothing in common. And darkness can't comprehend light. And so, as long as while you you thinking, okay, well, you just want to hang on to the friend, or you just want to talk to certain people and different stuff, I always felt that I would ask God. I said, God, I feel like I have a magnet because everything was drawn to me when I go out and about. And I was like, what is? I felt like I had this big afro on top of my head, and I just feel things around my head. And I was like, I feel like I was a magnet. And I was like, well, what, you know, what is it? But I, I was soon, I would start picking up on things. I will feel when people are sick. I will feel certain things on if they are hurting. I will start feeling that way. And I'm like, you know, if something wrong with me, and I will pray. I will go to the doctor. They will say nothing wrong. Anytime you go to a doctor, and they can't find nothing wrong with you. That it's a spiritual battle. It's a spiritual. It's something spiritual that God wants you to look at. And you're not paying attention to. And when the doctors don't have no answer for it. It's spiritual. They went, I read, had tests, blood work. They said, oh, you find something. Nothing ain't wrong with you. They could never tell me what's wrong with me. So I realized that is a, that is a spiritual battle that I was fighting. Only God had the answer and only he can change my circumstance 
but I had to let him because I was fighting against it because I want to receive it. I was scared and I want to uh, receive it. And God is not the the author of confusion, and He He hasn't given us the spirit of fear. He has given us the spirit of love, power, and a sound mind. And so the enemy attacks you through the mind, and then prophetically, and people in the prophetic, God shows them things before it even happened, then the spirit, it will happen in the spirit realm before it happened in the natural. So as I continue on my my spiritual journey, journey with God, it grew stronger. My gift grew stronger and my relationship with God grew stronger. But I, he started taking me to different levels, different levels in the body of Christ. And and when you think about the different levels, it could be a spiritual journey that you're on. You may start off on milk. You start off on milk before you get to meat. But he started taking me through spiritual levels to where in different levels, the principalities got worse and worse. It got so got bad to the fact that before I started really seeing them, I knew they were around. Then I became to where I could see the demons spirits and I would then it went to a level to where when I look at a person I can see a different side of a person I can see a demon operating in that person or if they were sick I would see their body would look a certain way and I didn't know really I was like God you know how do I tell a person how do I help a person sometimes it's for you to pray against what's what's been to happen or, or pray for that person and sometimes God is letting you see that a lot of times a person that person cannot be saved or that person can be uh disobedient or could be in a, in a position themselves that they don't want God to help them but it's it's all about learning I learned I was learning the tactics and the way the enemy was coming through to attack me it was going through my family, through children, and enemies will go through your children. So don't don't think he won't use children to get to you. He will go children, objects, any way that he can get in your home, into your life, he will use. And so I had to learn that. And so God was teaching me how to discern the difference in the different spirits. I would see angels. Angels would uh, fly around my house. Well, uh, I would see them um, standing in the room, and in a vision, I would see them. Um, I would know when when something is, is watching me, and you know, and it, it. I really had to accept. I really had to accept what God was showing me, was allowing me to see. Okay, and then as he allowed me to see, he was teaching me and training me and equipping me. He was equipping me at all this time in order to deal with the different things that I was getting ready to come in contact with. He would wake me up at night to pray, to drink, and he would show me in dreams and visions and stuff, and I would wrestle at night. I would toss and turn in my sleep. 
He said we don't wrestle with flesh and blood. We wrestle with principalities. And a day or two later, I will come in contact with spiritual warfare. I will come with either somebody maybe fussing. I may come in contact with uh, different sh- people have spirits on them. And it will try to come and attach itself to me. And I will pray it off. I will pray it with it. I will be protected. And God will, will uh, that spirit will leave. I can actually feel it leave off of people. It, it will pull off me like static. And it wouldn't stay when you start to pray. And it will show me in different areas. You have different territorial spirits that God has placed to where people are very uh doing things crime it could be drugs it could be uh perversion it could be all kinds of things they're they're set they sets in an atmosphere and if you if you reach and look out into if you look at your spiritual eyes as you watch god will open your eyes to see and he will tell you how to deal with certain things and certain things is he will he will tell he will teach you in order to deal with whatever levels he's getting ready to take you to. He will he will show you, he will prepare you for. He never puts you in something that he hasn't prepared you for. And a lot of things that uh I would tell my kids and they would hear it all the time. So they was able to tell other people and they knew how it was because they really say I analyze a lot of things, but I was like, I I had no choice to. They would call it analyzing, then I started saying analyzing, but it was discerning things. But at, at the beginning, I felt like I was actually losing my mind because I felt nobody understood, and and the ones that I thought would understand, they didn't. And the one, the one of the one spirit that God showed me that's a strong spirit and that's a religious spirit and I had experience with religion religious spirit people in the church people in in, in, um, high places in the church and it, it nearly drove me crazy but God protected me through all of it because at the same time that I was visiting, going to a uh, uh, church, I also saw the same spirit in its form, in its natural form, and its in its form scared me so bad that it saw me and I saw it, and so it it, it really I didn't know how to how to comprehend it because it it really scared me. So God uh, really had to pull me out of that point in my life because that was one of the major turning points in my life and I felt like why the religion you know the religion because people go and turn to uh they say they turn to the church they 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 go to church they feel that a lot of the leaders are, are truthful but if you don't pick up your word, you don't know what that leader is teaching you. Because they in the church, that don't mean they're saved. That don't mean they're they're uh, they teach you the word of God. And you have to take all of God. You have to take the beginning to the end of the Bible. You can't take what you want to take out of it. And 
So he just would show me different things. And as I fasted, I learned about fasting. And when I would fast, it just it just enhanced everything. It was just like God was just right there. Just and God had just took over because in the if you look at in Matthew four when it talks about Jesus going into the wilderness and he fasted for forty days and nights. And he said he was tempted by the devil. And through those 40 days, the devil attempted him. Only God can defeat Satan. You can't defeat Satan through words, through through physical words, through no way you can you can't defeat him. And Satan knows if you are saved and you are not saved. He he knows your weakness. So he came to Jesus. He came to Jesus. And he tempted Jesus three times. And Jesus used the word of God. Because Jesus is the word. So God wants us to use the word against Satan. And we have to learn the word. Because if we don't know the word, we can't defeat Satan with with just words that don't mean anything. And throughout our uh, physical words that we may know. We can't defeat Satan that way. So that in order to... There are certain things, uh, Jesus says, certain spirits won't come out unless you pray and fast. So if he said it, that means you need to do it. Because certain spirits that you're going to encounter will not be defeated unless you're praying and fasting. And you will see, sometime in your life, you will come up against certain type of spirit. It could be a spirit that your child may have. And dealing with your child could be acting up and, and you feel that he's uncontrollable but you may be a, a, a christian mother or father and you don't know what's going on and you start fasting and praying you'll see god will, will reveal it to you that spirit will start revealing it it, it will it, god will show you that spirit that's operating in that child it could be a person it could be a drug spirit. There's a spirit for just about everything. Same as you have one Holy Spirit, you have many spirits. You have many spirits. And so you have to try the spirit. Because there are many spirits that will come and will, will come to uh, uh, challenge you, will come in, in your presence. But you got to know what spirit it is. Never reminds me. I'm going to chime in for a little bit. It reminds me of a, um one of my YouTube fo- Well, she's not a YouTube follower, but I follow her on YouTube. And her name is Heather Lindsay, and she's a preacher and a mother. And um, they had a church in Atlanta and everything. But she did a YouTube video yesterday about um why do you feel tested or are you feeling tested. And she mentioned about um, the day she was mad at her husband and that night she had a dream and she said she in the dream it was like something was knocking on her door and then it opened and then she seen that these little gremlin looking things and they were demons and she heard the voice of god and he was saying that these were marital demons and so and she said she was going to bed mad at her husband and everything like that and so she said you got to be careful about the doors you open in your life because you know the enemy comes in through your your emotions, your attitudes, you know, just different things that go on in your life, and especially when you about to go through a transition, 
especially when God has a plan for you, a purpose for you, and the enemy is jealous. I mean, the enemy is mad at that, and he's going to do what his job is, and he's going to try to destroy you. So she talked about that, and I was like, if this not hitting home, that the, you know, just the enemy is going to test you whenever he can, and it's just our job to have the armor of God and stay protected and be prayed up and in the word. So, I had to mention that, but yeah. And that goes back to uh, a lot of things that I was saying. A lot of times, God will will show you things. You know, when you go to sleep, he'll show you in dreams. He'll show you in visions. I have had where I haven't been asleep, and I'll see a, a vision. some A picture will, will appear before me, and it could be some somebody I may not even know, but he'll show me a place, or he'll show me something going on at that time um and I, I really I had to learn it wasn't like I learned this overnight it was years it, and I'm still learning you know he he was training me in order for you to live in this world you're not up it you live in the world but you're not of the world because once you accept Jesus Christ we're we are trying to live according to Jesus' way until we leave this earth. And so in order for us to live in this world, which is Satan is the principality of the of the air, then we got to know the enemy tactics. We got to know the different things that he would use to come and, and at us and to attack us. Because if he can attack your mind, and he can get you in the depression, or if he can get you oppressed, or he can get you to where you feel inadequate, where you you can't do anything. He bind, he's you in bondage because you are not doing what God tell told you to do. So he feel like if he can bond, you know, keep you in bondage, that you're not gonna do do anything. And so I was in that that spot a long time because I felt like you know I can't do it first one thing I was scared to do and the next time I was feeling like I'm not worthy to do it because I'm not at a place to where I should be in Jesus Christ but God will fix me God God has already placed his spirit in me and he have already changed me but I have to let him I have to surrender to him in order for him to do the things what he wants me to do. And a lot of times we want to hold on to things. And we keep and we find ourselves hindered. And it hinders us. And and, and you could be going on doing a, a, a saying, okay, nothing bothers me. I'm going on. If if nothing ever bother a Christian, you ain't a Christian. And I'm gonna say that because Every Christian in the Bible has experienced something. The devil is not going to bother you if you're not a Christian. But if you're a Christian, he's going to bother you because you're a threat. Jesus said Satan will not fight against his own his own kingdom. Yeah, you can destroy his kingdom. Because you are a child So if he's not yeah. fighting against you, you're on Satan's side. If he's fighting against you on every hand, you on Lord's side. 
And those people that look and listen to that and they will say, well, who are you to say in that? That's scripture. That's scripture. Anybody that you have said have walked and you talked to said they are walking with Jesus Christ and they don't go through anything, something is wrong with that. You best to run from that person and, and haul poke because something is not right. <laughs> The old-fashioned saying. Yeah, old that's, that's a good old country saying. You best to run <laughs> as fast as you can. Because mm-hmm. they are telling, they're not being truthful with you. Mm-hmm. They're not being truthful with you. Yeah. Um, I'm going to ask you something. Yeah. I'm going to ask something. You probably said, if you're a Christian, and you don't go through anything, you're not a Christian. What about those who are not Christian but still go through something. Are they not Christian or they feel they're not Christian? But because, they're not Christian. Because the only way you know a person saying that they're not Christian they haven't confessed Jesus Christ as Lord yeah, she's saying and they're they, not flesh. But they could be they have they could be have asked God to come in their life because when I became saved mm-hmm. The enemy was still playing in my mind and short and, and was taking me back to to where I used to be. Mm-hmm. So I felt like I wasn't saved, but I knew I was saved because I said it. You know, I mm-hmm. said I confessed, did my confess. You know, I talked to the Lord, asked God, God, but I have a battle going on to where I felt like I wasn't saved mm-hmm. because He's gonna make you feel like you're not saved because you're still doing this mm-hmm. or you did this so you're not saved but right. you are saved but that's that's the thing that that god wants you to realize that's why i said put on the helmet of salvation mm-hmm. you know because you're gonna have that battle that spirit you'll say well i'm not saved you're not gonna keep doing the things that you used to do because the holy spirit is gonna convict you and it's not gonna let you do the things that you continue on doing and I, with your yeah. question you said how is you have some people how if that person say that I'm not saved, that person said that I haven't received Jesus as Lord and Savior, yeah, you yeah, you know they're not saved. Mm-hmm. Because there is gonna be something in you that's gonna be different. People that has walked with Jesus have said they were saved. The moment you said you were saved, you asked Jesus to come in your life, you going through something. I guarantee you, you going through something. There is nobody that can say that they unsaved and they going through. They could have been saved when they was little and walked away from God. They're not telling all of it. And a lot of times people don't tell you the whole story. Well, like these, uh, I think when you was kind of going by atheists, people who claim they don't believe in, you know, say they don't believe in Jesus and still go through something. Yeah, but just you- like the Christian. But the thing is, I feel like, because we live in a fallen world. And if you live in a fallen world, the Bible already said you're going to go through trials and tribulations. The rain falls on the just as well as the unjust. So the just, I mean, could be your Christian fellow, you know, your followers or... And then the unjust could be the people who don't believe in but him. If you so also, you're still going to go through something no matter if you say or yeah, not say. That's what I was if you, if you do research on an atheist, if you if you do research on an atheist, majority of atheists were saved before they left God. Yeah. So, there's your answer. There's something that says they're not saved now. But it's almost like you got to claim that you don't believe in God. 
even you yeah. saying knowing that there is a God, but you saying you don't believe in Him. Okay, but you know if there's you, something bigger than yourself. Just say even when just say when you wasn't saved, did you pay attention to what was good or bad, or you just did things? Everybody, I believe everybody yeah, had this but DNA did you feeling. Look at I'm it going. As you're going through, or you not because it's that God opens your devil has you blinded so you can't see the truth so until you become saved god opens your eyes so a lot of times when you are when you are in darkness you don't know what you you, you don't know what you're doing you know you haven't received jesus christ mm-hmm. but i'm saying you don't know as when i'm saying you don't know what you what you're doing as in when you're doing things the spirit ain't convicting you of it mm-hmm. Is it convicting you of it? Or have you, have you, have you? I'm just asking a person in general. Okay, it's over here now. Okay. Because if a person's saying, I'm not saved, I'm not going through what one person would say, like, oh, well, I'm not going through anything. If they're not going, if they're going through something, God already been speaking into that person. He's already been dealing with that person in their life. They just been disobedient or resisting to to accept what God is saying so they're going through a whooping stage mm-hmm. okay, I, I hope your question was kind of answered but I just well, feel like I it's really it it's just really about time. like I said we all live in this fallen world and there's saved people and there's unsaved people and mm-hmm. people who haven't accepted Jesus Christ yet but we all gonna go through something no matter if you believe in Jesus Christ or you don't that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, and I feel like that's kind of where you was headed with that. Yeah. Like, no matter if you say you believe, don't believe or not, we all still gonna go through something. But the key is, like, you are better off with Jesus Christ, even though you're gonna go through something. You, I mean, you are better off with Jesus well, Christ refer- as a believer because, I mean, your reward is eternal life. So it's almost like, what do you have to lose? That's why we want to ask people sometimes, what do you have to lose? When I'm saying, when a person said they haven't been going through anything, I on, on my Christian road, when it came to spiritual warfare, a lot of people said, oh, I'm fine. I ain't been going through nothing. They telling a lie. That's not true. Because you have been going through stuff. You might not know it. A lot of times, we in the, we in the spirit realm. We in the spirit world. So, we might not know it. It's like we don't know this demon and angels walking around. But that don't mean it's not there. But people have said, well, oh, how many times you have talked to somebody and said, oh, I'm not going through anything. Or people say, oh, I'm just having this crappy life. I'm having all this stuff that's going on. Why is that? And why is that? But I'm unsaved. But why is that? Because you unsaved or because you're not listening to God and he's been speaking to you. Okay, let's take it Jonah when he, t- when he told Jonah what to do. And Jonah didn't do it. Jonah had all kinds of problems. He had the fish, the boat he was on, the storm, the wind, had all types of problems. So what's going on in your life that you're having all that type of problem? We can bring stuff upon ourselves. We also let the devil in. Yeah, that's true. So, but there could be a point where you being obedient to God's call. He can be calling you. To, to turn your life over mm-hmm. but you're still doing things but you don't realize it's, it's sin mm-hmm. that you're doing mm-hmm. but you're going through 
I don't know if that really answered uh, your question, but you were saying what? Yeah. Well, yeah. 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 Cool. Well, in the ballpark. Yeah. Add to that, if you are saved and you're not going, you're saying that you're still going through things, and you're even though you're not, not saved. saved. Yeah. So God is telling you what well, you know what you need to do. Yeah. When a person is is going through. I'm telling you, I truly believe when you're going through things, it's because God has already spoken to you and you have not uh, listened to him. And your just call a person say something, your, he knows your spirit. Mm-hmm. He knows that you and people are not going to tell everything. Like I said, they can be crying out to the Lord, but they don't want to change. You still want to straddle fish. You still want to hold on to things. But a lot of times, unsafe person, they don't want to hear nothing about the word of God. They don't want to be around the word of God. They don't want to be around nothing that's positive. They don't want to be nothing. They don't want to center themselves around anything of God. And you know, one thing I, I just thought about too, like, even though you have the safe person and the unsafe person, and the saved person believe in Jesus Christ. And I had said before, like, if you're saved and you have Jesus, you are better off because, you know, in the Bible, the Bible talks about the joy of the Lord is my strength. So even as you are going through something as a Christian, you can still smile. You can still be happy, even though you're going through something. Now, I believe the unbeliever, it's not like that. They just thinking, woe is me and this is the end for me or whatever. I don't know how they think. But even when you're going through something with Jesus Christ, you can still be joyful. You still can be happy because you know there's a light at the end of the tunnel. You know that you got somebody watching over you, caring for you, protecting you and stuff because he's a good father. I mean, God is a good father and that's just what he's going to do. So even though you are going through something, just like the unsaved person, even though you're going through something with Jesus, you're better off and you have more... I guess more uh, satisfaction because you know you have somebody in your corner who's going to keep you and who's who's 100% for you. So, I mean, that's another way you can look at it. Like, you just better off with Jesus, period. And that's just, that's just how I feel because I know Jesus for myself and I have a relationship with him. And when I go through things, I mean, it's not easy, but when you praying and worship him, knowing who he is and who and what the Bible says about him, and if you have faith in that, you can put trust in that and you can go to the bank with it because his word will not return unto you void. So when you're going through something, like I said, you are 100% better off. You know, the it's question, not as hard. We always had a question of, of uh, how you know you can tell if a person saved you. The scripture, there is, there is a way. The Spirit, the Holy Spirit in that person. Mm-hmm. Because if it, it wasn't a way... The scripture wants to tell you to try the spirit. Mm-hmm. And then, then the fruit of the spirit, the, the too. The spirit. Does this person has the fruit of the spirit? If a person is saved and unsaved, it says if that person confessed that Jesus came in the flesh, it is of God. If it does not confess that Jesus came into the flesh, it is the spirit of the Antichrist. There is a way. Go ahead. What else? Look, we just having a general discussion. What about those who say that Jesus came in the flesh? If they don't, what what it says? They just say it. They ain't gonna just say it. If we go to uh, 
First John, <laughs> what it says, it says, oh, it says, right. believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they're of, they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Hereby know ye the spirit of God, every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that confess not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of the Antichrist, whereof ye have heard that it should come, and even now already is it in the world. That tells you right there. If they confess that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh, is of God. If it's not, they are the spirit of the Antichrist. There are many people who will say that God, Jesus did not come in the flesh. They won't even say it. They won't acknowledge it. They won't say it. They won't They won't do none of that. Okay. That, what? That's not okay, but that's not saying Jesus came in the flesh. No, that's going around <laughs> that's exactly. being, that's being, that's being around the bush. It's a different that's, that's trying to say everything but the truth. Mm-hmm. See, and the there, there's only one way. Fear. You have to say it as indirectly yeah. as the you truth. Talk about Mary. As the truth. <laughs> no. Like I said, anything coming in the belly. So I'm, I'm, but I'm saying that's showing right there. They're saying the confession. They have to confess that Jesus came in the flesh. Jesus Christ came in the flesh. That's how you try the spirit. Because many spirits will try to fool you. They will try to fool you, and they will bring other doctrines, and they will tell you every other thing about Jesus except Jesus come in the flesh. When they won't uh, confess that, mm-hmm. then there's a the spirit of the Antichrist. And that's script, that scripture. Yeah. And something else. Okay, so the minute they say that Jesus came in the flesh, they'll go right into like trouble. Like, they'll go, go through something. It may not be the minute yeah, after, yeah. but you going down First the road, you're going to go through something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's just a part of this Christian wall, like you still gonna you you are being conformed to Jesus Christ every day mm-hmm. once you accept to Jesus Christ, and as you are being conformed, like I said, the enemy is gonna come in and try to destroy your life. Mm-hmm. It's the perfect plan that God has for you, mm-hmm. and like I said, but you eventually go through something. You eventually go through something, and that's just a part of life. That's just a part of life. But we're supposed to fight the good fight of faith. Yeah. But when fight you fight fight of life. when you confess that Jesus came in the flesh, you what? acknowledge. So that revert back what I was but saying. No, you acknowledging you acknowledging that you believe Jesus Christ came. But that's in the, the flesh. key. You got to acknowledge got Jesus Christ in it. Jesus mm-hmm. Even Christ. though we go through, may go through the same things, you got to acknowledge Jesus Christ in it. And that's what I said. That's that separation part. You are being separated. Separated. 
and stuff. So you gonna be, it's gonna be different, uh-huh. even though we're going through the same thing. But I have Jesus Christ, and so I can have joy about the situation. I can have supernatural strength about it, and knowing that I won't be in the storm for too long. Yeah, Jesus because Jesus already said yeah. and gave us the victory in it. Yeah, like with the unsaved person or the person that doesn't believe in Jesus Christ, it's gonna be different for them. And we already know what their end result is going to be because the Bible says there's a heaven, there's a hell. Wide is the gate, narrow. Narrow is the gate. Narrow is the gate. So it's like they just got to read up on their word and your life is just going to be better with Jesus Christ. He'll give you peace in the middle of the storm. But it it takes growing into it. It it takes growing to when one of the uh, God's armor is it says, shard your feet with preparation of gospel. Mm-hmm. It says on verse 15, <laughs> Ephesians 6, 15, it says, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Only God can give you peace. But mm-hmm. you, you're in the gospel when you're going, you're yep. going out to, to talk in preparation mm-hmm. of the gospel of peace. Peace, God is peace, and so you're gonna have you're gonna have things you go through. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, just okay. So, what you're saying is, a person that is saved can handle the storm rather than someone who's unsaved. Yes, I believe that's yes, that's true. true. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Because a person that can't handle a person that's in the storm, they're not they don't have nobody to turn to unless they call on Jesus. Satan ain't going to help you because he comes to steal, kill, and and destroy. So he's not going to help you. He wants you to lose your soul because he knows his time is up. He wants you to lose your soul because he knows he's on this earth for a short period of time and he knows where he's going. So he wants you to lose your soul. Jesus is showing you uh, that there's a better way. He is the way. Yeah. He is the way. He is the truth. The way and only way to God. That can give you eternal life. You have some good questions. Yeah, and some people may be asking the same thing. Because a lot of times when a person says, Oh, you ain't saved, or you ain't saved, you say, How a person know you yeah, there is a certain way you can tell when a person ain't saved. Yeah, there is a way because your life, your that light in you is gonna shine and it's gonna show a difference in the world. Darkness and light has nothing in common. And people first they'll say, "Oh, that's judging. That's judge." No, that's not judging. Uh, if you, if that the way they they're going about doing things, but when I was saying it's a spiritual warfare, a lot of times people are like, "Oh, I ain't never experienced anything." They're not being truthful. Mm-hmm. Another question. So, can an unsaved person do good things? Oh, yeah. Yeah. But the Bible says we don't get in heaven because of our good works. Because he loves at our heart. He loves at our heart because we can be doing good things to the day we die and not accept Jesus Christ. Yeah. He said, how it said, if a person, matter of fact, he said in the scripture, how they can give good gifts and he gives gifts. That he know that we can use when somebody through the Holy Spirit of uh, gifts. Mm-hmm. You know, he was talking about when a person comes to you and asks you for bread and stuff. So yeah, he even brought that up. 
Yeah, anybody like can said. do it. People do that. You can do good things for a purpose. Uh, uh, for I would say for agenda. You yeah, your intentions could be wrong yeah, though. Like you be t- doing something yeah. good for somebody, and your heart is in the wrong you place. You could be doing it to get the glory. Yeah, and yourself. it's not about that when you walk for, with for Jesus. people to brag on and what you him. do. For for you to be acknowledged. No, I'm saying okay. I'm saying a person can do something for them to be as uh, a god. Oh yeah, as an idol. As an idol. You look at that in the world today. People do things so they can be idolized, and that's what God warns us about by being idolizing. Letting it turn into idolatry, worshiping these things, mm-hmm. and then you, like again, the only way to um to the Father to heaven is through Jesus Christ. You can't come no other way. You can't think that if you by, by you doing this good thing for somebody else or uh thinking that this is how you're gonna get in. No, it don't work that way. No, no, no sidewalk, no, no train, nothing. You got to come to the Father <laughs> through <playing>. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Your good words is not going to get you in. And that's one thing, one mindset most people have thinking that that's how they're going to get to heaven and they're a good person and that's how they're going to get to heaven. Or that that's a good enough reason, good enough reason to get in heaven when it's not. Just accept Jesus Christ. That's where you begin. He's a judge and the jury. Said Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So I think that's that's going to be it for today. I hope you all enjoyed this podcast. Mm-hmm. I hope that you all continue to be encouraged and be blessed. And just know that in the midst of everything that's going on, God is still faithful. He will not leave you nor forsake you. He is a good father. And he loves you. He loves you. So this is conversations with God. Try to I try to do as many episodes as I can. Um, as the Lord leads, and I just believe this was one of those times. So I just pray, I just pray blessings over you guys. So until next time.